Hey everybody, it's Jack Baldwin with Baldwin Architectural Group. I'm joined by my very good friend, James Knight. How are you, James? Good, Jack. How are you doing? Wonderful, thank you. It's time for Ask an Architect, and we got an architect with us today. So uh, we're going to be talking about the design process. Um, how do we take images like uh, sketches, drawings, things like that. You can see on our screen here, we've got uh, a hand-drawn sketch and not to take all the drama away, but uh, on the right, you can see uh, one of our final renderings that James provided. That's what we're gonna be talking about is what, what's the process like to take a, a sketch and turn it into a really neat design like the one you see here. So uh, James, you do a lot of, of our 3D renderings. Um, so today yep. we're going to talk a little bit about what your process is like. Uh, how do you uh, take, you know, I'd like you to take us through that. Uh, how do you take a, a hand-drawn sketch? Um, I'd also like you to tell us about the sketching process. You know, what is it like when you're drawing and just getting ideas on the paper and what then do you do? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot of work between these two images. Is that right? Oh yeah, there's a ton of work between the two. It's, it's a fun process, but it's also like super frustrating and super challenging. Um, you can see how different these two images are. Um, right. There's so much involved in it. Yeah. Well, before we launch off into that, uh, we may have people who are listening to us on the podcast. Uh, we're on Spotify and iTunes and all the other great podcasting uh, streaming services in the world now. Uh, so this may be the very first podcast episode they're listening to of Ask an Architect. Uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, right now we're streaming on Facebook Live. Um, so who knows? There may be a lot of different people who are joining us in a lot of different ways. And they may not know who James Knight is. And they may not know yeah. a lot about Paul and Architectural Group. But let's start with you. Tell us about James. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into architecture and what brought you to Baldwin Architectural Group. Sure, sure. Um... So I guess um, my journey into architecture probably started when I was about 10 years old because I've known that I wanted to be an architect for a while. Yeah. Um, I remember just drawing in class and one of my teachers coming over and just, you know, we were just talking passionately about what we were doing and a lot of storytelling at the time and just drawing up the ideas and bringing some ideas to life in that sort of way, like drawing houses and environments and things like that. And, I think that's where I started first thinking, like, I don't think I even knew what an architect was before that. Right. And, and but not, a lot of people know, not a lot of people know yeah. what they want to do at 10 years old. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I knew I wanted to do something along those lines. I, you know, I focused in on architecture class and you go back and forth between so many different professions, but I knew it was going to be something to do with drawing. So it always yeah. lined up really well. Um, from there, like, you know, I found out I had family members in the industry. My uncle was an architect and uh, my granddad was a master builder. You know, my brother was a draftsman and a master boat builder. So there was a lot of, you know, design um, in my family to follow. And that was kind of like really nice to see that. Yeah. From there, it was, you know, finding a good school to get into and all that sort of fun stuff. and. You know, I, I studied in in Sydney at the University of Sydney, and it was a really good program, obviously. And at the end of that, it kind of like stepped me up to, you know, do architecture anywhere, go explore the world. So I took the advantage and 
how I made it to Atlanta and just, you know, I looked up different firms and met, met your dad, Jack, and, you know, we hit it off. Um, yeah, yeah, my dad, that's, that's Christopher Baldwin. And uh, he's the guy who, the gentleman who started Baldwin Architectural Group. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was nice enough to, you know, give me a shot, which is, you know, it's not an easy process hiring someone who's international. Um, you got to trust that they can do the job because the process is, you know, with visas and all that sort of stuff it can be a little yeah. bit complicated. So always appreciative of, of that. Um, you know, and he supported us so well and, you know, focusing in on drawing because he's such a good, you know, he's really good at his own renders. If, if anyone gets a chance to have a, and see in any of Christopher's renders, they're amazing. They're all hand sketched. Um, yeah. You know, he has focused in. A lot of the, yeah, we share some of those. Uh, anybody listening uh, tracks down our Instagram or Facebook. There are some, uh, James is right, you know, doing things by hand is kind of a lost art, but we do share some, especially some of the churches that we've done over the years and uh, office oh, yeah. buildings and um, bank buildings that he's done. Um, there's some really good um, hand-drawn renders on uh, Facebook uh, and Instagram. Yeah, James, so we're lucky to have brought you over too from Australia. Uh, I feel like it was mutually a big benefit to bring you onto our team. Um, yeah, so yeah, you got your master's in architecture in Sydney. Uh, I think you've been with us uh, not quite two years, uh, coming up on two years with Walden Architectural Group. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I've really liked uh, as we've worked together is uh, just seeing your talent and your eye for design being on display and uh, especially on these Lumion. Uh, Lumion is the name of the application that you use to design these high-end, high-resolution 3D renders. Um, yeah. But you, the mastery that you've been able to get and the skill that you've been able to develop uh, really gives our clients a very good visualization of what their building is going to look like uh, pretty accurately. Um, so yeah, let's get into the the nitty gritty. What are we looking at here? Tell us just a, a summary. Um, I'm going to switch over to the actual first hand-drawn sketch. This is hanging up in our office still. Uh, so I get to look at it every day, James. <laughs> so what is this project? This project was for a gentleman called Vlad, Vladimir, um, out at, in Snellville, Atlanta. Um, and it's a tree house not so much you know attached to any trees but it's nestled up amongst the tree ca canopy mm -hmm. um so to speak and this image that you're looking at this came about because with a lot of our clients we set up a pinterest board uh vlad his wife natalie and uh, myself we set up a pinterest board and she had pinned so many um you know pins to it that were along these sort of lines the a-frames of the house and mm -hmm. um I immediately, you know, you just, you just start processing it all. And I immediately just, it's not even so much thinking. It's kind of just like getting a thought down and drawing it as quickly as possible. And just, just so you can show the client and show myself, like, what, what are we trying to achieve? So this is the first initial drawing I did before we met with the county, before we met, um, I think we had met on site once at this point. Um, we hadn't really nailed down what we wanted to do yet. I just know that they wanted to have it up in the air. I'd seen her Pinterest images and we wanted something unique and interesting. So 
yeah. you know, the layout that we end up with is not too far from this, but the obviously the external look is different from this. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is <laughs> a lot different, obviously, than um, a lot more detail, a lot more color, and um, you'll see a lot, but this is the starting point. I mean, this is what's so cool mm -hmm. is that we get to see a starting point in the design. So a couple of things I picked up as I was listening to you talk about this was um, kind of in the process as we, you know, go through the process together. Uh, so we had a client engagement. Uh, you mentioned Pinterest. We love Pinterest because uh, it doesn't limit you. You, you can upload any image, any, uh, you can tag any image on the internet. Um, it's just, it's, it's very accessible. Um, but a lot of our clients and us, we use it frequently to collect images. And that's, I would say that's one of the first parts of the process, wouldn't you, is just collecting oh, yeah. inspiration, collecting ideas, just not overthinking it, just putting it in a place. Yeah, yeah, just collect everything you can, because we can come back and assess it later. It's like, um, you don't want to, like you're saying, you don't want to overthink it, just collect as much as you can, anything that you think is pretty, or, you know, things that you think it'll fit into your design. I mean, you collect it, and we put it into a collage, and we kind of look at it together. Yeah. And so from there, uh, I think listening is, is very key. Uh, if, if Vlad says treehouse, uh, that could mean a lot of different things. Uh, as you said, oh, yeah. this, isn't, this isn't technically in a treehouse, but as we heard the concept and uh, heard him articulate what that means, uh, it meant an elevated house, something kind of off the ground, something that gives a feeling of height, something that gives a feeling of, um, immersion into the trees and to the uh, amongst the the surrounding environment so you know as we listened to Vlad listened to what that idea consisted of I think that's where the the design started to evolve what wouldn't you say yeah yeah for sure for sure and I think it's more than you know it's more than that and we'll get into this in a minute but it's it's listening to every everyone else that has to have input, you know, we had to go down to the county and listen yeah. to them, say what we could and couldn't do. We got to talk to the structural engineer and, and see what they, their input of it is because certain things we can do and can't do with wood, you know, um, mm -hmm. so there's, there's more than just the client and the architect. You got to bring in everyone, everyone that you have to, to make sure that the client gets what they want. Right. So, yeah, a dream and or, or an idea is great, and and when you're working with paper, you can draw anything. Uh, yeah, but part part of the process I, yeah. is yeah, so part of the process is actually turning it into something that's feasible. And yeah, you uh, get carried so, away. Yeah. Right, kind of joke about the difference between like um, architecture and like game design. You know, because you uh -huh. see all these pretty things, fantasy lands. <laughs> like, you can't right. really, I could really design anything I wanted to, and it's like, it doesn't work in real life. Sure. <laughs> so, so just kind of repeat the process. First, we collect ideas, we listen. Uh, that's kind of our discovery call. Um, we usually do a, a 30 minute discovery engagement with uh, potential new customers. Um, that's an opportunity for them to just talk about their ideas. Uh, throw out words and and pictures and images and videos and just anything along the way that's given them some inspiration. And so that's the first part. I would start collecting that. Uh, like I said, Pinterest is one way to do it. It's not the only way, but it's um, a way to collect. The point there is that we're collaborating. 
we're, we're uh, collecting ideas, we're looking at them, um, and we're using them for some reference. Um, and it's also learning how to speak the same language too, James, I think, because, uh, you know, architects speak their own language. They know what they mean when they say, you know, use certain technical terms, but sometimes a client may not know how to describe a, a certain term or a certain design element. Um, so that's part of the process too, is, is as we collect images, we name those images so that we can kind of say, okay, that's what an A-frame is. That's what we mean by a canopy or, you know, that, that's what we mean by deck even. Um, and, and, and that kind of gives us some working knowledge that it gives us some, some good back and forth with the client. Um, and then, yeah, the sketching process. So uh, before we move on, uh, just tell us like, what's, what's your hand sketching like? Do you, you say you don't overthink it. You just kind of jot it down. Did, did, this looks like you just uh, walk us through what you did to sketch this out. Um, well, process that we, we got taught, um, one of my favorite processes is the five minute sketch. Um, mm. It is trying to take an idea and communicate it um, in a drawing within five minutes. And this is about five minutes here. Um, that really it helps you in one of these concept sketches it helps you just get away from any of the details that you might get bogged down in uh, and just communicate the idea really quickly and easily um, so that's what i use for this and a lot of my other sketches um geez uh, i you know you're looking here at like some sketching paper or some tracing paper i think i've gone through several rolls and maybe like <laughs> maybe maybe a third of a roll just on this treehouse because we came up with so many you know i'll yeah. go into like the layout of a room um to to the kitchen to elevations on the interior try and draw some 3ds i wouldn't say that i'm the best hand sketcher there is um floor plans are obviously very easy but um when it comes to more of a 3d sketch i rely heavily on um now i'm relying heavily on the you know, Revit and Lumion to get yeah. my idea. First. Yeah, but uh, that's that's important to point out, though. Uh, even though this looks easy and simple, uh, there's some thought behind this. There's a process behind this. Uh, there's some intention uh, exactly. to the sketch. Um, it serves a purpose, but but it's it's not just an afterthought. This is actually a very important part of the process. We we get this from a high level. Uh, we don't just look at the details. Um, you know, we're going to get to the details for sure. And that's the only way this building is going to get built, but let's start somewhere so we can uh, create context. So um, I am skipping ahead many, many, many steps that it took <laughs> to get uh, to this next slide. But uh, here's what that same treehouse concept looks like in one of your 3D renders that you did, James. This is just beautiful work. Yep. Um, and I know this took you a, a lot of time, uh, a lot of skill, a lot of effort to to get to this point where you could put this type of design together. So I, I didn't show the schematics. I didn't show the floor plans, the elevations, the skip to the end. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but but talking talk about as many of the touch points and and um, interactions you had with Vlad's treehouse along the way to get to where we're looking at this and some other images. I'll scroll through as we're talking. Yeah, sure. Um, so this is obviously at the end of the project and this is after we've done the architectural work. This is after we've done the engineering work as well. So 
I think the building has gone through so many iterations at this point, um, quite a few. You can see how much it's changed um, from the basic A-frame all the way to like a two-story sort of structure here with the turret. Um, this is, this render takes us back to, I don't know if you've got pictures of his existing house there, Jack, but the turret and the color and kind of roof line, and the um, like the columns and stuff, all reference back into his existing home that's on the right. side as well. Um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, when I get to a render stage like this, sometimes I even pair it back a bit after the structural, just to create the look a little bit more realistic because, you know, drawing versus real life, you know, you can, when the, when the construction is happening, you're changing things on the fly. The builder might see a better way to do it, things like that. So, you know, I take a little bit of liberty to make it look a little bit cleaner, a little bit more realistic maybe than sometimes right. the drawings can make it. Um, but this is pretty close to what the end drawings were. Um, you know, I've added in my own materials as close to what they were saying during the process. And, you know, I may have taken a little added a few things in here and there to make it pop a little bit in my own eyes, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely took a while to do these renders though. They, <laughs> well, and what's the, what's the time consuming part of this is, um, what, what, what is it that takes up the most time for you? Just going back. So, so I create the model in what we're using is Revit. Um, and then you export it from Revit into Lumion. So typically I have both programs open at the same time. Luckily I have a laptop that'll run both projects at the same time, both um, yeah. programs at the same time, sorry. And, you know, it's assigning all the materials, it's making sure that it looks realistic. So when it's in Lumion, I'm seeing the rendered image versus Revit and I can zoom into like a small part, like I can zoom into the top of the turret that you're looking at there and it might not be lining up just like I want. So I got to click over to Revit, fix it up a little bit, re-export it, put it back into Lumion, add materials to it. Yeah, so that back and forward just takes a little bit of time. Then the next bit is when we're uh, rendering, using the software to come up with these really high definition renders and the videos themselves, they can, yeah. the videos can take like 24 hours, depending on the size of the project, you know, it can take a while just for that process as well. Right. The only thing, uh, I'm just not sure I've seen uh, mountains that big in Snellville. No, they're there. Yeah, they're definitely there. <laughs> Are they? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're on that pretty... side of town, Stone Mountain is not too far either. So yeah. you're, you're... Yeah, Atlanta is definitely known for its hilliness, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know. yeah, those uh, are some, but those, that's a good little mountain peak right, right in the background. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I... I can't spend all day getting the topo exactly right, but you know, I make uh, a little yeah. bit, little bit of interest. It goes a long way. <laughs> no, it looks great, um, and I and I like that. You know, I, what I always enjoy about these renderings too is just the the added um, environmental details that just give more context and and give some life to it, but also give you scale. Uh, you, you can see some scale when you see people and cars and trees. Uh, but you can also get some some kind of uh, more visualization of what this place is going to look like uh, when it's actually constructed. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
a really good view here of the back deck. Uh, this just looks like a fun place to hang out, to be honest. Um, and I do, I think my, the turret might be my favorite aspect of this. So is that turret uh, accessible? Can you get in there? Is there like a, a little area to yeah. sit or what's, what, is there a staircase? What's going on there? Yeah, so there's a, there's a ladder or very steep staircase, so to speak, inside uh, up to a loft area and that accesses that turret. And um, I believe they're working with the contractor to fit it out with some furniture, maybe a big round seat and some cushions so you can sit up there and look out the windows. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. What about that little skylight? What's, what's that over, the skylight? So the skylight, and there's one on the other side as well, that's over the loft. Um, okay. That's just bringing some natural light above, like it needed more windows, you know. Um, that's all that it's, is, just to create interest and connect with the sky. Yeah, I love that you have such high, you know, the second story's got really high windows, um, and then the windows up above it too. I just love that it's it's got so much light coming into the house. Yeah, it just keeps going. I needed yeah. to rent some of the interior images, but I don't. We didn't quite get there on this project. That's okay. Um, tell us about what was the most challenging uh, part of this. Uh, it's obviously a unique building. Um, yeah. We believe it'll stand once it's built. <laughs> because we, we believe, yeah, it will. It will. It will. So we, well, yeah. So what was the most challenging aspect of this? I would say the engineering, making sure that it will stand. Um, you know, we got to the end of the, the architectural process and there's a little bit of a crossover between the end of the architectural process and starting structural engineering. At that point, a few things had to change, so it could stand. Um, for instance, where those two men are standing on that front deck, that was actually narrower, um, but it had to it had to be widened so the width of the structure itself, just the way that the beams would be underneath that flooring there. Um, we had the, the turret itself, there's a lot of structure that goes into that to make sure that it can hang off the side of the building like that. It, it was just, it just went back and forwards a little bit. And, you know, we were talking to the engineer, we had the client get on the phone call as well. It's that line between um, what can we actually do and, you know, how far does the client want to push it? And of course, you can do a lot of things with money and where does the client's budget want to sit? You know, um, we wanted to do everything in wood. So, because it looked natural with the landscape and that means ruling out of, ruling out the um, metal components, which will give us bigger overhangs and things like that. Um, so there's, there's that element as well, but at the end of yeah. the day, the client's happy, engineer is happy as well. We work with a really good engineer who, um, he loves these unique designs as well. And, yeah. you know, we came up with something I think is really cool. Are there any lessons learned or anything you would say to a, a, a potential client to, to think about before they took on a unique project like this? Um, I mean, there's plenty of things that you learn from a process like this. Um, I think the biggest thing to learn from a client's point of view that it's a process. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we get asked all the time, Jack, like how, how long is this going to take? What's involved? <laughs> you know, yes. um, yeah, and I think I said to a client the other day, I can't go, I can't go from zero to a hundred in, in one go, you know, it's, it, right. there's a reason why there's a process involved. 
you've got to come back with those initial sketches, whether you use them or not. Um, you know, and you go through that process for sketching for me is like, I'll sketch first and I'll put it into Revit. Then I'll go back to sketching because, you know, maybe Revit's not working the way I want it to. So I got to try and explore more options and go back and forwards. And you put it into Lumion to see if it even looks realistic. You go back and forth quite a bit and that's part of the process. As long as you understand that it's going to take time to get what you want, especially with a complicated build like this, you know, you just have to be aware that it's yeah. going to take time. There's a lot involved. Um, be open to communication. You want to be involved in the process. We love it when our clients are in and amongst it. They don't just, you know, they want to be part of the conversation. So we, you know, some people just give us a design, tell us to do it. They'll see it at the end. We would rather everyone's involved as much as possible. We're having communication and making sure everyone gets what they want. Yeah. Well, that's really good insight too. And yeah, you're right. I'm, a, I'm on these calls with you all the time in which somebody is saying, you know, before we've even uh, you know, gotten a quote out to them or gotten a proposal out to them, uh, how long is this going to take? You know, it's just, it's, it's really some eagerness. Yeah. And I get that. Like people are, I'm glad people are excited about their projects, but um, yeah. you know, sometimes you can hear some of that urgency or some of that. Uh, and, and yes, you know, we do want to work quickly. You know, by no means do we want to drag things out. We, we certainly want to, but I think being committed to the process is very important. And being committed to the process means kind of going through a little bit of the painstaking uh, details, um, making sure things are done correctly. Um, you know, we, we always find people who uh, want to shortcut that process somehow. They'll, they'll go find some plans online or, um, you know, buy yeah. some something that, that they think, oh, this will quicken it up. This will make it go faster. And um, yeah, it would be nice if, if we could do things faster. Um, you know, we live in a world where, in which so many things are available uh, in a moment. Um, but the design process is a process for a reason. Um, yeah. And the right kind of clients and the right kind of people that we want to partner with usually have a dream or have some kind of a vision. Um, and if it's a true inspired dream, uh, meaning something they really want, not just something that uh, they're trying to turn around fast or make a quick buck on, but something that they actually have some kind of purpose behind. Uh, those kind of people typically will be committed to the process. And uh, and again, we, we want to work thoroughly and efficiently, but we also want to work diligently. And, and sometimes that means uh, just setting good expectations for what it's going to take to get there. But yeah, um, yeah my next uh, project I wanted to bring up, or, or your project, I should say, because you've worked on it. Uh, this has been a fun one. Uh, so uh, people who've been with us for a little while uh, may recognize uh, Megan Jansen's drawing. She's a high school student from Decatur High School, and she was the winner of our Aspiring Architect Contest that we held this spring, uh, right as the quarantine was getting underway. Uh, she designed a treehouse as well, and uh, you can see a pool that she designed into her building. So these are her floor plans, and I believe she used SketchUp to uh, sketch both of these designs. Uh, so we had a starting point, people voted on her design, and she won. Uh, it was a really cool uh, concept. We had a lot of amazing designs that got uh, submitted. I wish we could have picked 20 of them. Uh, There's so many good designs that, that we saw, but uh, this one has a staircase in the middle the pool, it was designed to be up high in the trees. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, Megan's uh, design. She, uh, as part of her prize for winning, I got to see her 
uh, treehouse turned into your renderings, James. So I'm going to yep. uh, show those renderings as well. But but talk us through these floor plans. What did you think when you saw this? Were you going, oh no, I can't do this. This is crazy. Uh, or <laughs> I don't know. You're the architect. So what what were your what was your initial response when you saw that? Oh, I'm going to be rendering this. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it was exciting. Um, obviously, when you're doing something that's not going to be built again is that that line yeah between gives you some freedom game. right yeah exactly that, that line between uh, digital game design and architecture so i could go a little bit further into the um you know digital game sort of elements fantasy um but it also had to look like it was going to stand up so i took took a little bit of time to figure out how how i could take what she gave us and add to it what she may have been missing which was not a lot to be honest i maybe added like one or two things but she had pretty much nailed it um, I think we were all really impressed with um, what she had sent through to us. Um, so I just added a few more things that would make it more interesting. I put that um, rooftop up there. So just to top it off, um, she hadn't had that originally, but um, we were all excited, I think. Um, yeah. I just kind of got stuck into it and didn't think too much about it, but <laughs> it took longer than I thought just because of the complexity of it. But yeah. it turned out really well, I thought as well. So. Yeah, um, and you know, today was our our, our theme for this, this conversation was tree houses. So, uh, just mostly because of the coincidence that we uh, got two projects this year that involved some pretty unique designs. And I love yeah. when people think outside the box and and come up with something unique. I love uh, risk taking stuff. Um, this definitely kind of got my attention too, especially the pool, you know, um, attached to the house up in the trees. Uh, there's a lot of water weight in there and, and was, uh, I'm sure some structural engineers would have a lot of fun figuring out how to make sure that would work. But yeah, uh, but no, more to say that there's just the creativity of it. Um, the, the excitement over seeing a high school student, in this case, dreaming, um, you know, coming up with some uh, unusual designs. I think this is octagonal. Is that an octagon there? Um, I love spiral staircases too. And I love that she put that in the, right in the middle of the house. So really fun project. Uh, let's take a look at what the 3D renderings look like. So this is one angle here. Um, James, is that granite for the pool or, or that, that texture? <laughs> what is that? Uh, unfortunately, still image doesn't show the water running over the edge. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I well, couldn't. It looked like stone. Through. Yeah, yeah, kind of came out looking like stone, but it's supposed to be an infinity pool. Um, you know, eventually we'll have some videos of this that'll circle around and will give us that. Well, I can tell it's the pool. I just, I, I thought that was a stone pool for some reason. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I just kind of made it black. Um, and then some sort of base, maybe that is a granite base, you know, okay. <laughs> to add more yeah, weight sure. to it. Um, right. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it, this looks great. Uh, I didn't mean to get off, <laughs> off topic on it, but here's here's uh, Megan's uh, tree house. Uh, we've got a back porch. We've got a tree running right through that porch. We've got a pool in there. Um, a lot of really beautiful trees. I think she would set this in Hawaii, was where she yeah. wanted it to be. So I, I I can see that you put some uh, some palm trees in the back there and uh, throughout the foliage. Uh, the, the mountains certainly look like those from Hawaii. Uh, but tell us a little bit more. What, what else did you like about doing this? I mean, it's just such a unique design, you know. Um, it was funny that we got both of these tree houses at the same time. 
um, completely different styles, uh, the octagon versus more of an A-frame sort of structure. Uh, it's, it was just a lot of fun to do it, to be honest with you. And then when you have plans that someone else gives you, it's like you don't have to put too much thought into it. You can just make it work. You get to play around with the materials that you add to it. Um, we got on a call with me, Megan uh, a couple of times there just to show us some updates. You know, we got the chance to ask her, what do you want to see in it? What more can we add to it? You know, she was able to give us some some good input there. And, yeah. I love the way the tree is is, uh, is part of the structure as well. That's that's one element I really enjoy when I look at this. Yeah, and I was trying to fit more and just got a little bit, um, a little bit hard. <laughs> yeah, right. The placement of it. Man, what a beautiful scene. How nice would it be to be up on that uh, second story first thing in the morning with a cup of coffee looking out at the mountains. That's a, yeah, exactly. that's a nice morning. Hopefully we can get Megan to get make this happen for us. <laughs> I think she would love that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a, another fun angle. I like it. You can see a little bit more into the in, you know into the house here. You can see uh, the, the patio or the, I guess it's the top deck. Yeah. Yeah, and we kept things pretty open. I mean, huge bifold doors, staircase isn't even enclosed. We just wanted it open air the whole way. Um, you know, and you can do that on these sort of conceptual um, models. So all in all, uh, it's, it's ironic because I'm going to ask a little bit of the same question <laughs> as far as time frame. Um, <laughs> what kind of time does go into these types of projects? So if a, if a client says, um, hey, sketch it up for me, and then um, you know I want to I want to see three D renderings. Yeah, this one is a little bit different. Um, we spend a little bit more time on this one, obviously, than we wanted to, maybe, or it's just you know I spent maybe an hour a week um, over what was it maybe three months I'm thinking. I mean, this yeah, happened which the, is which is you know it's a little different. This is kind of a side. This is something we were doing in addition to our. Yeah, uh, regular work, but yeah, um, the process. You know, we already basically had sketches of it because that's what she sent through. Um, then we put it into Revit to make the make the actual model itself. And I think at right. that point we talked to her about the about the um, model, and she was pretty happy with it. Added a few more things to it, um, and then we just went into that the play between Revit and Lumion. Went back and forwards quite a bit, and. Um, I think she saw it. She may have seen it again at that point. I'm not quite sure. And, um, it, but it took a while. It took a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I learned a lot more from Lumion at this stage, doing this project, actually, just putting in mountains and how really yeah. my computer struggled a little bit with this one because of all the mountains, the trees, um, just everything that went into it. My computer struggled a little bit. Yeah. Well, I would say on average, you know, when I notice just, this is my perspective, but I would say if a client wants to get this type of work done uh, on one of their designs, they're, they're probably looking at at least a month and a half, if not two months of uh, collaboration, design time uh, at yeah. minimum. Um, we're just talking yeah. at minimum. So if you're, if you're looking to get a design uh, turned into, and, and then some people will use these for investment plans. So they, they have a concept and they want to put it into a, a, a full render. Uh, before the building is built. So they'll use this to present to potential investors. They'll use it to uh, maybe a bank or um, 
or marketing uh, brochures, uh, websites. So, uh, you know, it, it just it just depends. Um, some people use these more, you know, maybe for vanity. They they like seeing uh, it um, before they go uh, much farther in the process, and and we can provide these uh, early in the process so that they can see if we're on the right track. Because I know James, they've given you some input based on these before. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so we've done re uh, renders like this, um, different projects. Have had, say, I don't like that color, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We've we've done them at the beginning of projects. We've done them at the end of projects. Obviously, at the end, um, most things are already thought through. So the renders, we, we turn around renders at the end of a project, like the previous render for Vlad. That was a lot quicker turnaround just because we'd gone through the full process and got him architectural drawings. Uh, we did a church recently uh, where we did renders for that. And they weren't too fussed about me getting it exactly right because it was the start of the process. And, you know, they had input on materials. They wanted to be more contemporary modern. So I could just have a little bit of freedom there, but you don't get the detail. Um, and the turnaround is a lot longer just because you don't have all those details and you want it to look realistic. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. We, we can get the renders out for any, any type of project, um, any stage of the project just depending on what you're trying to achieve and right. yeah yeah and so i would say to anybody who's looking at these renderings and if if they are like me when they see these it's it's breathtaking frankly i i i mean it's like a photo uh as close as a photo as you can get really and um just very high definition very beautiful images so if i wanted to get these types of renderings done for my project, I think it would be important for um, that person to know, um, hey, Baltimore Architectural Group's the kind of company that will understand your design, uh, talk you through the design process, take your ideas, collect them, interact with your ideas by sketching them, by using things like Pinterest, uh, it's a process that we're we're committed to when we find people who have big ideas that uh, they really would like to see become reality. Um, yeah. So it is a, it is it takes some time, it takes some finesse, it takes some input, and um, a lot of listening. I'd say we we as an architectural firm are learning every day to to listen better. Yeah. Uh, so they can really hear what our customers want instead of you know spoon feeding them or force feeding them what we think that they want. Uh, we are not the kind of company that operates out of <clears throat> a desire to be known, meaning it's, these are not vanity projects. We don't do these because, um, you know, it's, it's all about us and our name being, you know, big bright lights. Yeah, we, there's some style to it, but really, you know, some architects work out of their vanity and, and want everybody to know it's their work. And we're more the kind of company that we want the projects to reflect the client. We want okay. the client to be the star. Yeah, I mean, that's the best way to do it because that's when you come up with the mo most unique designs, I think. I mean, right. if we had dictated to Vlad what he could and couldn't do, I don't think he would have even done his project. But you know, right. you, go, you go through a full pr process with them. Um, you talk to who you have to talk to and then it's just like, okay, so what can we do? And you're part of a team at that point. Yeah. Um, and the team you move towards something that's really unique and special. Yeah, and and I feel like we've had so much success with some beautiful people who have great ideas, and we want to hear those ideas. And 
some people come to us with, you know, really they want a very traditional look. They want a very, um, you know, historical look that fits in with the neighborhood. And other people want something totally outside the box, something up in the trees in Hawaii, for example, yeah. uh, or uh, in Snellville, for that matter. Um, but it doesn't matter. We really, we, we like all styles. Um, we like the personality that goes into each project. And, and again, I, I think it's, that's, that's more how uh, we operate is making sure that uh, the client's taste and style and desires and dreams, that's what's reflected. And that's uh, what comes alive in these projects. So James, I think you've really captured that. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard some uh, really great feedback from these particular clients and others that you've worked with that felt like that really was reflected in the renderings that they received. So um, yeah, we're so proud to have you uh, working with us every day and uh, get to showcase this today was, was really cool to get to see your handiwork on display. Um, and and then again, it just reflects this uh, really interesting combination of ideas that, that you got to have with Megan and Vlad uh, yeah. as these things became reality. It's just really cool. Yeah, it's cool to be part of a team that can do that, that's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the diversity of thought and all the different backgrounds and everything that goes into uh, collaboration uh, can be very rewarding uh, when people give each other attention and, and space to be creative. So, yeah. Well, James, this was fun. I appreciate you taking time to chat with us about your project. I see uh, Andrea joined us. Uh, Andrea, uh, since you're on with us, if you'd like to ask any questions for James and I, uh, we are glad to, to hear what you have on your mind. I'll unmute you if you'd like to partic participate. Or at least we'll say hi. I'm glad that you could join us today. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for the invitation. And this has been um, awesome to see kind of what yeah. goes into all of this. Um, I talked to you guys, I guess, maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. you've got, uh, you got some ideas you had for uh, a little off into the future. But um, yeah, we had some fun talking about your ideas. And, and again, that's part of the process is just um, hearing what people's dreams are and, and kind of putting some first steps in place. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Did you have any questions for, for James or, or myself before we start wrapping up? No questions right now. Just thank you so much for the invitation. This is good to see. Glad yeah. you got well, Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to see this and, and I appreciate you joining us. So uh, we will be doing our next Ask an Architect about a month from now. It will be uh, with uh, Pastor Mike Midori of Vertical Church up in Blairsville. Yep. Uh, he's got a really cool church design that our company's been working on. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what brought him there, uh, what that design process was like. Uh, churches have their own set of challenges, and uh, James has been working closely on that project. So we're going to get to interview uh, one of our clients uh, next month. That'll be at the end of August, same uh, time slot at 3 p.m. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. So, uh, Andrea, thanks for joining us. James, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk about these projects. Yeah, and, thanks, uh, Yeah, really enjoyed it. We'll see you guys a uh, month from now. Bye, everyone. All right, bye.